little and they had to uh, extract it. <laughs> oh, 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 hello. <coughs> hello, everybody. Hi, Hi Dr. Dr. Nick. I love it when you do that. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Rachel, a.k.a. Rack and Rooney Hooney. Welcome to my podcast, Chatting Bear, a place to feel good about yourself, the world and your place in it. And we are today looking at anxiety relating to health. So either anxiety about health or anxiety within healthcare settings. Um, I am with um, Lindsay, Louisa and Jenny. Hello. Hello, ladies. Hello. 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 Uh, we don't have Vanessa with us today, so we miss you, Ness. We, we, we love you. Um, so yeah, Ness will be, will be sorely missed on this one. But um, we are going to talk about our own experiences, obviously, because we are not medical professionals. <coughs> oh, I burped. <laughs> oh, I was quite cute, actually. It was a little cute one. If you can do such a thing as a cute burp. Um, so I, I wanted to actually start off just because it's been a personal thing for me this week. I Potentially, last year, I'll go, I'll go back, I'll go back a year. Last year, I had a blood test and it showed that I had um, low folic acid. Um, and it was, it classes, it's classed as anemia. Yeah. And I had to take folic acid for three months. And they said that they'll retest my blood, but that was never done. Um, surprise, surprise, it's doctors, they're mm-hmm. overwhelmed, aren't they? And I forgot all about it. Yeah. And... The past couple of weeks, I've, I am getting more and more and more exhausted. And I am sleeping more and more. And whilst I wake up after a sleep, I'm finding my eyes are, you know when you're really, really tired and you just, eyes are just feel like they're being sucked back into yeah, your head. Yeah, yeah. And my head is lolling and all I want to do is put my head down and all I want to do is lie down. I hardly want to do anything. I do still come to musical theatre, um, but I'm really having to force myself to do it. And I started thinking, well, maybe I'm anemic again. And I, and I do the wrong thing. And I always do the wrong thing. I do you Dr. Googled. Google. Yeah. I do do Dr. Google. And um, yeah, so anyway, I, I typed in all of my symptoms and uh, basically heart failure. Yeah, yeah. And with yeah. me being 50-something and fat, yeah. and I don't exercise very often, because obviously I'm doing a little bit of dance when I can, but because of the fibromyalgia, um, I'm just thinking uh, I'm a prime candidate for heart disease. And my mother-in-law died of heart failure. Yeah. And um, basically you only live for about five years once you've been diagnosed with heart failure. It, the, the problem with Dr. Google, so that's it. Yeah, I'm that's convinced. it. You've, yeah. you've got it now. And until, until I get a blood test and get it proven otherwise, because yeah. hopefully they're just going to say I'm anemic. And are you pushing but why for that? am I anemic? Mm-hmm. See, then what else is so, causing it? I'm jumping yeah. in because yeah, when did you have your blood test? Uh, the last one. Yeah, 28. Oh, was it? It must have been spring. Okay. The reason why I'm nodding last year. Yeah. Same time as me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly the same time as me. Diagnosed with folate anemia. Yeah. I had to take uh, folic acid. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's very, very common for people who've had omeprazole. Just, I take it daily. Just saying. This. Oh. Okay. Just going to put that out there. That makes That's nicer than heart failure. Absolutely. <laughs> More likely caused by omeprazole. Right. Um, because. That's very The doctor then basically said to me, you've kind of got a choice. Do you want to manage the pain part? Or do you, do you want to come off the omeprazole? And I was like. I need to take the omeprazole so that I can like manage the pain with the codeine, not codeine, um, ibuprofen and things mm. like that. Um, yeah, so it goes hand in hand, and I'll send you some literature that all that might help Do, you with that. Please, I'm just going to join in with that though because I know when, from a personal experience, when you've got that little seed dropped oh, in the back of your head, yeah, it sprouts. I've we, had tears. Yeah. In my own head, I've had yeah. tears thinking, well, five years, bugger me, that's not long enough. That's yeah. not what I want to, I haven't got long yeah. enough to do what I want to do. I want to see my kids get married and have children. I, I want to I, I see my grandchildren. And yeah, I started really, 
really spiraling with it massively sympathize and empathize because that's me on a on a regular really normally when there's a full moon which is weird <laughs> interesting mm. it's usually yes. when the uh, lovely little charlie bears are just crazy as well. that's probably what it is actually <laughs> uh, i'm probably exhausted because my child is a werewolf <laughs> uh, uh, i yes. mean that in the most loving way because i adore that boy but he does get a bit oh, hyper on the uh, full moon <laughs> i do it but i do it all t- i think it's because i'm an overthinker mm-hmm. And I think so. Therefore, uh, and and also, I'm a, I'm an instant fix. Uh, I don't not that I have to fix things. I have to know things instantaneously, mm-hmm. and I can't wait yep. for the answers. Uh, and so, therefore, I go and find the answers myself. Mm-hmm. And what I tend to do is go to the doctor saying, "Right, I think I've got this because oh, these are my, my symptoms." God, yeah. But what I'm actually doing is presenting a doctor with, with evidence. Yeah, <laughs> that potentially he wouldn't necessarily have looked at no. or thought about looking for and you probably feel a bit more empowered by doing that because you're like he can't discredit because I've come yeah. to him with all yeah but, I, I but get it because it's Dr Google I could be just feeding him a load of absolute yeah. twaddle because I, rem- I remember when you first got diagnosed with fibro yeah. and you were having all these different symptoms oh, you yeah. said I've gone to the doctor and I said it might be this I've gone to the doctor and I said it might be that and there were so many things that you were like well it could be this it could be that it but, could be this it could be that but this that is the was problem. because yeah, that was because I didn't want fibro. Yeah. Because fibro back then was um, looked down upon yeah. still. Yeah, it was accepted. Um, it was a lazy person illness. Like it was actually, you, you're not actually ill, you're just you're lazy. Just lazy. Yeah. And um, I, I was wanting to find uh, symptoms that I, to, to prove I had an illness that could be cured. Mm-hmm. Because if I have an illness that you can fix, yeah, then I can go back to work being the midwife that I trained and worked and my butt loved. off and yeah, loved, yeah. and I can go back to being that. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be. It, that wasn't your future the way that it... Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah, and so that that's why. And, and it was what I was on a weekly basis. I think I'd be going to the doctor about twice a week, yeah. thinking, actually, do you know what? I've been thinking about it and it could be this. So, and it, I think it could be this. My next question then, this is coming from someone who's had CBT for health anxiety. Okay. Um, again, I'm not an expert, it's just coming from my own experiences. Mm-hmm. Did the anxiety surrounding your health stem before the diagnosis or has it got worse since the diagnosis? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, the reason I'm asking is from my experience, with fibromyalgia you have to it's really really difficult to balance having something like fibromyalgia and having something like health anxiety and having them together because your health anxiety you shouldn't scan your body scanning your body means you're going to find problems means you're going to fixate on problems means there's going to be issues start of the spiral um uh, fibromyalgia I need to scan my body because I need to know how many spoons I've got and what I need to rest and what I need to look after and trying to like strike a balance between the two of them it's really hard to say for sure my mum's a nurse Mm. or or retired nurse now and both my dad and me and possibly my brother would always fixate when there was a problem yeah and my mum is very much a just get on with get it because you've got no choice just get on with it and so she has no tolerance when we're feeling like that because we're not just getting on with it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so therefore knowing that I'm, I'm, I used to peer off yeah would make me feel guilty yeah but that would then make me think more about the illness because I think oh I'm feeling guilty so maybe I shouldn't but then why am I feeling like this and then and so I think about it more and more and that maybe developed the overthinking part yeah. of it but certainly I mean when I first got diagnosed <clears throat> with postnatal depression I remember going to the doctor and the doctor saying to me I think you've got postnatal depression and I remember looking at him like going uh but I'm not the kind of person that would get depression yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an extrovert, I'm a party animal, I go out and have a laugh all the time. I, I'm not the kind of person that would sit at home and, and cry, boo, 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 thinking that's what depression was. Were. Yeah. Um, and, and so there, from then, I think I maybe started focusing more yeah. on it. And then once I went to university and the stress of being a mom of three children under five, and having a three-story, four-bedroom townhouse to clean on my own, a dog, a husband who was away with the army an awful lot, and then me doing a university degree. 
was a little bit much to do. <laughs> <laughs> do, do maybe, maybe just a tiny bit. Yeah. I thought I was a superhero. And you were. It. You were a superhero. But it had a massive effect on my yeah. mental health. And I don't think, and my physical health. And I started having all these things. I had 15 hairline fractures in my jaw from me grinding my teeth. Oh my God. And the grinding yeah. the teeth was front, fr- from was stress, stress at night, yeah, yeah, when I was asleep. And then and, and gradually I would be becoming more and more poorly with these different little illnesses and things. And it was not me. No. And then I started working, I started getting migraines. Never had migraines before. No. And I started having like, and they weren't just like little migraines. I mean, I had a 10 day migraine at one stage. It, I was on a oh. night shift on Christmas day and it kicked off on Boxing Day and it lasted for 10 oh. days. And eventually I had to go and see an ophthalmologist in the hospital to have a look in my eyes because yeah. we were really concerned about what the hell was what going it was. on. Yeah, yeah, of course. The photophobia was huge. <coughs> and it was just stress from me doing too much. Yeah. yeah. Because and I wanted to be a superhero. My mum just got on with it. Yeah. So well, why couldn't I? Your body holds on to cortisol as well, which is the stress hormone. Yeah. And, and if you're under you know, massive amounts of stress over prolonged periods it becomes stored almost in, in your body, mm. you know, so. Mm. And then the fibromyalgia, and that was it then. And then I went to see five different specialists in a year and got all these extra conditions that I've possibly yes. had for a lot longer, not like, realised. You've got this, and here are all the comorbidities. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so now I think I've got 10 or 11 diagnosed conditions. And I, I actually don't want to go and see another doctor because no. I actually now think I might have ADD. Mm-hmm. And I'm I think sure I may I have always had ADD <laughs> and not yeah. realised it because I've been very high functioning. Absolutely. And I'm just thinking, but I don't want to see another specialist. I don't, yeah. I don't think I want another diagnosis. Well, there's a two and a half year waiting list at the moment oh, on well, the NHS are, for adults fine. because we John's on that waiting list for, really? for recent um, discoveries. You know, we, yeah. it's very apparent that there is neuro. Well, we know there's neurodivergency in his family. Um, it's it presents different in um, men and and women. Yeah, yeah. I definitely um, have ADHD. <clears throat> it's not been diagnosed, but I mean the way my brain is lately. <laughs> but it's something I'm exploring as well. Um, is is possible diagnosis of that because it will completely change my treatment plans mm. for antidepressants and things like that because yeah. it can massively um, spar your anxiety. So I'm, I'm yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. Now, there's only one antidepressant that I could use that yeah. works because I did, as what we yeah. said before, I got, I got yes. in a very dark place. And it was the one, because I tried a few and this was the one that definitely brought me out, but coming off it is horrific. Mm-hmm. So I'm either going to be on this for life, but I'm not sure exactly what the side effects yeah. are necessarily doing to my body. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabapentin, I've managed to come off Tramadol, which well, I'm, done. yeah, because you're only meant to be on it for three months. And I, and the GPs know this. I was on it for eight years. Yeah. I mean, it's why didn't anybody say anything? I mean, I'm not surprised. How ridiculous. But that's, this is the problem, isn't it? Because those type of things start feeding into one another and make you question as well. Like, absolutely adore the NHS. Don't know what I would have done without it. You know, they're, the people who work there are absolutely amazing. Yeah. They are underfunded. They're not managed particularly well. Understaffed. They're massively understaffed yeah, no, because yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's being run more like a business rather than a service. Yes, yes it has been um, a long time now, yeah. And the, that then means you can't spend enough time with the patient, with, with the patient yeah, that you need to. Absolutely right. There are two instances in my life um, in recent history where the time, the extra time spent by two doctors in particular, um, were pivotal to me feeling more in control of myself and not completely losing it and having a full-blown breakdown and it was all to do with health anxiety um it was when they weren't necessarily testing for covid there wasn't a guaranteed covid case in the country at that point however we had uh, i was working in the tourism industry and we did have people from certain countries visiting yeah. us um and then i presented with uh, picking up a virus that the doctors had no idea what to do with um, genuinely felt like I was every single day like I was going to die it was horrific went to the doctors for multiple yeah. times yeah. had a blood test and it had inflammation markers um, that that had raised but the doctor had triggered me because he rang me that morning and was like and it was a locum doctor because there was floods down in Ironbridge at the time as well which is I where, remember yeah. yeah and he was like I need, I need you to come in so oh, I had I remember that day you and you need to have the appointment today and I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying. Like, oh, oh yeah. my yeah. God. Um, 
And you don't do that anyway to, to a standard person um, to just say you've got inflammation markers and we need to do a test again in three months' time, which is actually what the answer was. Mm. Um, however, a lot less frightening. Just a lot less frightening, mm. you know. It's, it's, um, yeah, so I had mum, I had John come with me to the appointment because I just knew that I, I you think know. I was watching Charlie. You were watching Charlie because yeah. I didn't want him to be there. Yeah. Because um, I didn't know what it, they were going to say, yeah. you know. Um, but two weeks later, um, I'd been in, been in hospital and um, I met one um doctor who used to be a paramedic and she has ptsd and she was just basically going like you're okay you're having a perfectly normal reaction to someone who has got mental health conditions um who is dealing with a very scary time at the moment because everything was kicking off with covid as well yeah um which can be very triggering um and she was absolutely amazing to just be like you're not alone you're not crazy um, unfortunately, I ended back up in, in hospital two weeks later and th- the doctor I saw, his wife, was um, a therapist. And he was just like, I, it was one of those again where he was like, it's your mental health. And I was like, oh no, like everything seems to be like, it's your mental health. That's yeah, the problem. You're crazy. Um, <laughs> is what you feel like. But he was phenomenal. He yeah. drew the map of a brain and he was like, this is the limbic system and this bit's like a fuse and it's popped so they don't know how to talk to one another. And the way that they took the time to explain That's it really good. was phenomenal that yeah. it took me away from being triggered. Um, you saw the analytical, scientific Yeah, and this is the problem with, um, with health anxiety, though, is you have very few interactions that are like that. Yeah. The rest of the time you're left going, what if they've missed it? Or, you know, they're not taking enough time, I need to present the information to Google. Uh, from I've even had a doctor Google my symptoms in front of me and print off a page from Google. And I'm like, well, I could have done that. I yeah. don't do it because yeah. my CBT therapist told me you absolutely do yeah. not. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it, but it yeah. makes you question their flipping their, absolutely. their, their See, qualifications. I, I don't think I have health anxiety. I've actually, I mean, we've had this conversation mm-hmm. before, me and Jenny. There's been times when I've like, something's not been right, like I've had an infected eye or uh, something in my ear or I was like, oh, I've got this headache for a while. And she's like, how are you not freaking out and wanting to go to the doctors right now? And I'm like, deal with it painkillers and I'm fine trying to get you to go to a doctor's is a nightmare anyway I know I'm a nightmare my brain I get an infection and it's like right sepsis this is what I need to be aware of like that's the way my brain I also have all that knowledge in my brain so it's like okay and I don't go down that route however I'm that kind of person where if I go, if I turn into the street and there's an ambulance, my brain instantly goes, "Oh my god, mom and dad." Oh, I do that. Yeah. Do you know I what I mean? Yeah. Or, or like it happened to us not that long ago. We went down yeah. the street and my first, I saw the ambulance and I went, "Oh my god, mom!" And then I was like, "No, they're on the wrong side of the street." And then I was like, "Oh my god, Margaret," which is one of our neighbours. And I was just like, "Oh, I hope they're like, I hope it's not them." And they were there for ages. Yeah, and thankfully, she, it wasn't Margaret. And I think whoever it was, they were there for was fine. Um, but my brain goes to worst case scenarios for other people than myself right do you know what i mean and i think i i think i i think it, again it's that people pleasing thing mm. you know i don't i don't necessarily look at worry about myself i worry about other people mm. and whether it's a case of going um okay somebody's got this this and this i know it might just be this they like for instance you, there's been many a times you've called me up at oh, yeah. early hours of the morning because she's having one of one of your uh, your blips with Karen as we call her yeah we call my health anxiety Karen there are lovely Karens in the world I there just are want to put that out Karens there in the world. Um, but yes <laughs> we, we've named it so that it doesn't have as much power over me it's like no, you can be quiet now yeah <laughs> so, she, so she calls she calls me up for a logical conversation Logical. I mean, yeah. beggars, can't, beggars can't be choosing at three o'clock in the morning. Who, who am I going to ring? Call me, Chanty. I'll be awake. Yeah. <laughs> my, my daughters will actually do the same with each other. It's a sister thing, yeah. I think, actually. Mm. She, it will be a thing now that will happen. She'll start getting onto the chat in Bear Facebook page and just like on the uh, chat oh, and just, just calling on the chat and saying if anyone joins. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning. Karen's around. Anyone's there. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you're, anyone's welcome to do that on the page, but we might not be answering straight away. That's Absolutely. the only thing. Oh, yeah, if we're in asleep. But it's 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 strange because like I know <coughs> this is where my OCD comes in as well, though, with the health anxiety side of things. Because if I see an ambulance, mm-hmm. it's the universe trying to tell me that someone I love is going to need one soon. Yes. 
It's it's that element. If your no. cat is too affectionate with you, you're oh, if the... my cat is too affectionate with me, she's trying to tell me something. She's trying to tell me I'm going to die in the next twenty four hours. <laughs> oh, it's the thing with cats, isn't there? Definitely. Yeah. Do you know cats can tell when women are actually ha- are in labour and how dilated they are. And stuff oh, really? Like that. Yeah, apparently there's a way of doing it. I, just... I don't know what it wow. is. Do you? Do now, you... Sorry, sorry, hang on. I Lou's not had much chance to talk. Sorry, sorry. I'm just sorry, jumping. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just jumping <laughs> on what Jenny said about the um, your, your uh, oh, what was you just said about your OCD because yeah. there's actually a condition here. That um, it's called, it's, uh, health anxiety is basically called hypochondriasis. Yeah. And it is an anxiety condition that is often housed with OCD. There you go. Um, it's yeah. within the spectrum of disorders. Lou, what were you going to say, sweet pea? Well, um, no, to be fair, I, I kind of, I'm in the same camp as Lindsay. Um, in the, I won't call a doctor for myself. Like, I have to be literally like harrowed into calling a doctor mm. for myself. Like, I, I've been ill since the 14th of January. Okay, I went to see the doctor last week. Right. And got prescribed antibiotics. Okay. Yeah. I've been was it really January. I thought it was before that. Well, you, it was, you, I, was, I, was, I was feeling a bit rough before that. Yeah. But she was poorly, but she wasn't acknowledging it. She was not. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 I mean, fourteenth of December. That's what I meant. Not January. There we go. That makes more sense. Yeah, that makes a lot. It's been, it's been well. Yeah, about the same same length of time for me. Yeah. Um, And still, it's a case of like I rattle when I breathe. It's ridiculous. And I've finished the course of antibiotics now as well. So I'm like, are you still rattling? Yeah. Go back to the doctor. Yeah. Go back to the doctor. Here we go. But yeah, no. You might need another course of antibiotics. But you know. No. You'll lose your job, man. It's out there in the ocean. You can't take it back. Uh, (laughs) Um, I love it. But no, I I, very, very similarly to to Lindsay. I worry about other people's health. So I'll see an ambulance in the street, and I'll be like, "Oh, it's it's for mum, or it's for Dave, who's my mum's other half, um, or my mum's husband, not just other half. Um, (laughs) Same difference, I guess. Um, But yeah, I think I think like that because it has been for a parent so much in my life yeah so it's like i since i was like eight years old there have been so many ambulances at the house for one parent or the other yes. that is just hardwired into me yeah so I'm it's like i immediately think the worst i'm like oh yeah and in all fairness like with i think it was last week or the week like week and a half ago it was for mom right. because really she yeah she um experienced it i mean it's she went through loads of tests and stuff she's been suffering with health lately um it's anxiety she has been basically told that she's having severe panic attacks and they thought she was having a stroke the other day because of it because she was talking to 111 because she really wasn't herself and her speech went so they dispatched an ambulance because they thought she was having a stroke oh my god i mean it's good that they they Um, instantly went oh god this isn't yeah, right and jumped yeah. on that rather um, than just kind of was like oh well you absolutely know. and so. it's like i've i've kind of they've been tested for low um underactive thyroid mm-hmm. um because that can be affected i in 2013 i was diagnosed with underactive thyroid and that's one of the things that happened to me during that time it was a case of i, I was at work and i was really freaking out like 2013 i was 19 at the time okay so i was at work reading stuff on my computer screen, making sense of the words perfectly, but realizing something wasn't right. When I went to read the words out loud, I was processing them on the screen, I knew what they said, different words were coming out of my mouth. Oh, wowzers. Yeah. Completely different words were coming out of my mouth. Wow. So at the age of 19, I was convinced that, that not a stroke because I didn't have the other symptoms, yeah. but I was like, there is something severely wrong with my brain. What the hell's going yeah. on? Yeah, that'd be a real um, worry. I would worry about that. But yeah, no, it, it turns out it's because the thyroid levels, the hormone levels are no really screwed up in my body. I do take thyroxin. I take 200 milligrams every day. Do you, honey? Yes, right. I do. Because it's, it's really out of whack. Um, oh, really? Which, interestingly enough, which is probably why I've been ill for so long um impacts on the immune system yeah. because essentially yes. the immune system is attacking itself yeah so it's great 
It's oh, a lot of fun, you. and it means I get ill quickly, and it stays with me forever. So. Yeah. Again, again, yeah. yeah. I like I say, I I don't have health anxiety regarding myself. I do have health anxiety regarding other people. So when we had when yeah. COVID officially came in the house, yeah. we, we're pretty sure in our house the February March COVID in twenty twenty we had COVID. January we it went round. If the not, it was one hell of a virus because it yeah, rattled. God most of us not mom she seems to be like she's br- never had a bad COVID, bad covid you know what i mean like it's never covid's never hit her she's only ever had covid Good. once yeah Which and, is amazing. And, and literally mm. she had a sniffle from it that yeah. was it me and dad i mean dad was much worse than i was um but dad's um, already he's already got like a uh, impacted breathing because um he's got uh, he was born uh, cleft palate so he can only use one of his nostrils so um you know already that's that's a bit of a makes makes it difficult so when we had this virus which we're pretty sure was covid Mm. but obviously there was no test we couldn't prove it he gone from sleeping in his bed to sleeping on the sofa because he could basically prop himself up with pillows so he could sleep upright yeah um and what have you and i i don't think i've ever seen my dad that ill Mm -hmm. that's scared me yeah that really really scared me um and that's when i kind of went i don't have health anxiety in myself i do have health anxiety of those around me not like massively i'm not going to have a panic attack because somebody's ill but i am going to go there and go okay why is this why is that i do consider myself quite lucky that i am still quite logical with it and i'm like okay it's because of this it's because of that which I'm hoping has helped in some occasions when people have not been well. Um, but yeah, it, it still doesn't stop me from worrying. I just try not to let it show. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> Lou? Um, again, like, it, it's very, very similar. Yeah. It's like, although I had that kind of like that 2013 and I was like, oh my God, am I dying sort of thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of, it has been for other people. And I do very much have a switch that just flicks in my head that makes me logical and practical mm-hmm. and I can function in scenarios where I have to mm-hmm. um so prime example <laughs> um, <laughs> no, literally, like, you know, it's, it's, I mean it's not something to laugh at but it's not, not, yeah, hey, if it helps you process was, it honestly right okay I was um eight years old and my dad had a major heart attack oh my lord um he'd I, very open about it one of a string of stuff but you know um yeah had a major heart attack he actually died um medically died for seven minutes they resuscitated him um yeah and the paramedics needed their well one of their bags that was downstairs in the house um as he literally died and kind of like fell off the bed because yeah um they were like we need the we need whatever from the bag i literally hurtled down the stairs and fucking grabbed the bag to go up and throw the bag at them because because something in my brain just quit i was like they need the bag i'm getting the bag it's weird how your brain can do that it really is you know i I wish I was actually more of a you guys mm-hmm. than the me. Oh purely, no, I can no, understand Purely that. because I, on two occasions, Simon had also, um, I think, seven heart attacks in two weeks, they, they reckon. Yeah. And I remember him phoning because he, he was on camp at the time. And so he phoned me and he, he was at Nestcliffe and he, he had to go to Shrewsbury. <laughs> Obviously, they said, like, we think you're having a heart attack, but he'd actually, like, gone and had his dinner first, then he went to yeah. sort of had a shower, yeah. and then he thought, oh, yeah, I might Army just go bloke. to the hospital, <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. And so they, they said, like, you know, oh, oh yeah, it's... um it's a heart attack and, and Simon was just a case of like well okay I'm alright to go home though because it's my son's birthday tomorrow uh, so Simon has health anxiety for other people yeah. and they were like uh, well you can but it'll be the last birthday probably you'll see of your son yeah. so he's like oh shit right okay whereas I grabbed the kids and took them to hospital to see their dad lying on his deathbed, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Not thinking that what, how it would affect them, just thinking they need to see the dad. Because the rational part of your brain isn't clicked in at that no. point. It's, you've got yeah. the adaptive and the maladaptive parts of your brain. Yeah. And at that point, you're just like, the kids need to see the dad. Yeah. You need to see him. Cameron on his yeah. birthday, bless him. It was his birthday. He went to see his dad lying on the bed, like almost dying, like a heart attack. And it's like, I talk, oh, 
Happy birthday song! <laughs> but that's, that's rational Rachel speaking now, but in the yeah. moment, there's but, no... Well, it's not just rational, because this week, Monday morning, Simon went to go into the car to go to work, slipped on black ice, dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. Right? He comes into the house, and he's like really breathing out. <gasps> oh, no. And I'm thinking, you great big fanny. <laughs> oh, what the hell's wrong with you? Thinking like, you know, what, what, what yeah. is it? And he went, he went, oh, I've really hurt my shoulder. I went, oh, you've probably just jarred it someone, for God's sake. And he's, and he's like, honestly, he's, he's nearly sick from the pain. The sweat, he, he actually went through one of his work shirts, oh just sweat soaked right through. That's when I was yeah. thinking, uh, that's <laughs> not normal for you. And then I thought, I'll, ru I'll rub a bit of um, ibuprofen gel on your shoulder mm -hmm. and it'll be fine. <laughs> so I'm rubbing it on the shoulder and I'm thinking, oh, that feels a bit <coughs> And I went, yeah. oh, you might actually have dislocated your shoulder, Simon. And he went, oh, no. And it's like this is an hour and a half later. I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Poor bloke. I know. So I took him to hospital and it took 25 minutes of them pulling on oh his my arm God. before it would actually go back in. Oh, I bet it made a good noise, though. Uh, no, no, it didn't. It didn't pop or anything. No, like that. That's, oh, good. that's disappointing. That's disappointing. And honestly, and this, this, this is how bad I am, and I just wish I was like you guys because I was sat in the waiting room. They wouldn't let me go in, and I was really pissed off about it. And I was sat in the waiting room, and then the guy came through and he said, um, "Your husband says, do you want to come through? Um, it looks like he has dislocated your shoulder." He said, "And we need to put it back in." He said, and uh, and I went, "Oh, really? Can I watch that?" <laughs> and it was like, "Yeah." I went, "Oh, I've never seen that done. Brilliant. Yeah, okay." And he went. Yeah, he thought you might enjoy it. <laughs> wow. Just wow. And he's there sucking on the gas and air. Oh, wish you said he made oh, a move. He was stoned off his pegs, honestly. <laughs> he closed his eyes, and I'd been stood with him for ages, like coaxing him like I would with a woman in labour, yeah. breathing. The more you relax, the better it will be, and it'll help the shoulder go back in. And he had his eyes, he opened his eyes, he went, Oh, hello! <laughs> oh, Hi, Dr. Nick! Oh, Dr. Nick, <laughs> And then he starts laughing in hysterics at something. Two more members of staff came in to see what the hullabaloo was like. Five of us in this one cube. I don't think I've ever heard Simon laugh like that. Honestly, and he's never, I've never heard him laugh. It was, it was infectious. I think I've heard him do a, a, the classic... <laughs> Yeah, but, you know. Oh, <laughs> no, he does. Amazing. Occasionally, when he when he watches something silly on television, yeah. you can, I can hear him laughing at that. Oh. But oh, this oh. poor fella! And I just honestly thought, uh, had we gone straight away, it might not have taken twenty five minutes. But they said it's going to take twelve to fourteen weeks to heal. Yeah, it takes dislocation to take a while. Flipping it, yeah. I felt so awful thinking I wasn't concerned. <laughs> <laughs> How evil am I? And yeah, I get the sniffles, yeah. and I'm like a right I'm like a mix of the two so I have health anxiety for other people to the point that like mum has to message me before she rings me just to let me know that she's ringing me to not tell me that someone I care about has died oh wow yeah it's really bad she knows what um, to call unless, <clears throat> unless it is and I can remember I think I can remember when that happened like when that switch was flipped in my brain for other people um, I was very, very young um, in Germany at the time and one of dad's closest friends had passed from a brain hemorrhage. And oh. The one that lived down in the, in yeah. the um, flat from us, yeah. And bless them, mum and dad tried to keep it away from us because we, yeah. we were little, but you can hear things, can't you? We, you? we can. lived in a flat, yeah. so I could hear the grief being, oh. you know, and so at that point, like, it became in the back of my head yeah. as, as something. Um, so I've ever since I was a young youngling basically that like I would get when mum and dad would leave to go somewhere I would have anxiety if they took them longer to get home because that right. would mean something's, something's happened wrong. for their health yeah or um, if they'd if gone to like a, a mess evening we wouldn't settle you know we'd have babysitters and, and those would go on to like late mm -hmm. late yeah. early hours of the morning those would go on to and we'd have a babysitter and even though we had a babysitter and the pair of us would still sit up and wait until until we heard the keys in the door so second the keys from the door and they walked in i was fine but it's it's affected me to the point that like the intrusive thoughts come especially at night where it'll be like is this the night that you get that phone call mm. and then you're like then you start like, yeah you know and one, of, like, one of the most amazing things a therapist said to me was if your phrase starts with what if discount it yeah yeah uh, and that's, oh i have so many of yeah. those thoughts Ooh, yeah I like um and i do I, have health anxiety about my parents health yeah but that's because i know that logically it, it's, it's 
going to be in the next 20 years yeah or less and I dread it's horrible to dread um, something you can't escape yeah it really really is they've always been there they've always yeah. been a constant in my life yeah. and just that's that's so i do feel that lou i think going on what what jenny just said um very similarly it's a case of i i worry for the people again and it's a case of um i will always say like when i'm leaving the house in the morning to the half like just to go to work i will always say i love you as the last thing i yeah, say i always do just in case I die on my way to work. Mm-hmm. See, and that's and me. that is I a do constant that. thought in my head Yeah, that I do that. And I've done it since I was a kid because of the parental thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a yeah, case of, I want that to be the last thing I have said to them so they know. Right, you see, you're coming at it from a different... I'm just th- I was just thinking about that when you said that. <laughs> you're mad. You're doing it so that they've had the comfort of knowing that... That if, I've, if you die, that the, you've said the that. last thing I've said to them is Whereas that I love them. I say it thinking if I die, then at least they can say, "Well, she told me that she loved me." Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not thinking of their comfort. I'm thinking if they have to. Then I, I'm proving to them that I love them. <laughs> so it's, it's, I'm not kind of comfort them. I'm just trying to prove to them. <laughs> I love them. And it's, it's like, like what you said yeah. as well. That like the messaging to like to know that they're okay. Mm-hmm. Like if if they're late. Or if, yeah, it's it's not good. Mm. It kind of like, it hits a certain point and my brain's like, are you going to see them again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And because obviously, oh, other no. than my other half, the only other living things in the house are dogs which can't talk to you to comfort you. <coughs> I was about to say, it, the dogs I do panic over. Especially yeah. Bilbo, because he's 10 again. He hasn't got that long, and he's obviously got a lot yeah. of illnesses anyway. Yeah. And I look at him sometimes, and I just think, what am I going to do without you when mm-hmm. you go? Uh-huh. And I sometimes think, why did I get you in the first place, and knowing you were going to die? Yeah. yeah. Why would I do that to myself? Because I'm going to absolutely fall you're, apart you're when my dogs yeah, go. Yeah, I, yeah, I, know yeah. I, can, I don't know how I will cope, because yeah. I'm crap with grief. And yeah, I had grief so much when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, my, my cousin, my grandparents, neighbours, loads of people. I mean, my grand, my grandmother was one of 18. So I've got a big, yeah, big family. Big, big family. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had a lot of deaths in the, in the 1970s. And yet, but grief, I mean, there must have been a gap. And then now it's like, bleh. Grief triggers a lot of trauma responses like that. And I've learned right. that recently. Right. Um, especially because uh, late last year, I lost a very, very close friend. One yeah. of my best friends. Yeah. And... Um, it is actually for me. I, I for the first time ever in terms of my health anxiety going a little too extreme. Yeah. Um, I fixated on Charlie's health. I mean, he, ha- he has been quite poorly this time, and we're still going through some tests and stuff like that. But the rational part of my brain um, just it won't kick in. It completely um, shut off. Uh, it, that's that's got to be like a worry, though. It's a, like a normal worry. Well, you t- mm. You're taking it to the extreme. To the extreme. I was praying over him when he was asleep at night. Oh, honey. And you're not massively religious. No. Um, right. It was, it was getting bad. Yeah. Um, and like going back to like similar things, you know, making sure that you tell someone you love them. When, when I hadn't been diagnosed with things and everything, I wasn't getting treated uh, and didn't really have my toolkit to lean into. Um, I would have to kiss Charlie before mm-hmm. I go to bed. So before he would go to bed, give him a kiss. And before I go to bed, I'd give him a kiss. Wouldn't kiss John again. So that the last person I kissed... Was Charlie. Was Charlie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> oh, I, I get it. I but totally get going, it. Yeah. Going on from one of the things that Lou said about when you don't hear from someone for a while. God, there's not a dry ice. I'm dry I know, eye right? The moment, yeah, then, when you, when you've well, not heard from someone, I'm, I am going to call somebody out at the moment because somebody gave me a buttload of stress a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, have, <laughs> Go I, I have, I have forgiven him since he has apologized uh, but i'm going to call him out on this because i know he'll listen <laughs> it'd be quite funny um but a couple of weeks ago i um i hadn't heard much off dan and what have you so i sent him a message yeah and that happens sometimes if he's really busy at work fine i'll send i normally send him a quick message and he'd seen it but he hadn't responded oh that makes that, me paranoid but, that, that, but that. at the same time that is very unlike dan okay okay yeah it's really really i said okay that's <laughs> So I sent him one after I left my singing lesson 
because uh, I was coming back yeah. here um, to help out and so I left my singing lesson I was like I just had my singing lesson he normally like sends me a message going I hope you have a good singing lesson I didn't have that and I was like okay and then it was like an hour later I got a message and it says um, uh, can't talk right now I'll talk to you later I'm like I'm sorry what? yeah because again does not sound like him whatsoever mm. and I'm there going what the hell? What's going on? I know he's been stressing, they're stressing about some family members and their health and recently. Trying, you're trying to, and, I, and I was trying working. To work out what it is? Mm. Oh, and I was working. working. As well. I mean, technically, I wasn't working, but you know, yeah, when, you're I, into when I'm here, I, I end up helping out. But your because, brain's you know, going into overdrive. So yeah, and I'm like, and work it, out. it doesn't sound like Dan. Is is someone's going what on? What's yeah, going on? And I sent him some messages. I'm like, are you okay? You know, is everyone is everything okay? He saw it, didn't reply to it, and they go. Okay, what the hell is going on? I was getting stressed. I walked. I walked in. I was in the the pot wash area, and I was like, "Oh for God!" And I was ranting. And Jennifer walked in and went, "What? What's wrong?" And I went, <laughs> "I've never seen it manifest in you in the way that it did." Yeah, I thought it's a common occurrence for me. I'm not gonna <laughs> you know, obsessing <laughs> and reacting in a particular way. You've never, you've never seen it. Like, yeah, I, I literally, I sent it. So I sent him another message. going, Dan, um, you have to let me know if you are okay because I this is causing my anxiety to flare right now. You've got to understand. You do not sound like yourself. You have to let me know that you are okay. If you're not okay, you have to let me know if there's anything I can do. Mm-hmm. That was it, and. Um, it was literally like I think it was about another 40, 45 minutes. I got a message. I got a message going. The time I'm ever. okay. I'll, um, I was busy. I'm okay. I've just been busy. I'll catch up with you later. And they're going, the hell is going on? And I was getting more and more irate and more and more wound up. And then he sent me a message like an hour. I think it was like an hour after that. Going, sorry, I was helping my mom fix her laptop. What? <laughs> I literally walked out of the way, through the door, because we were closed at this point. I threw the back door, clocked eyes with Jennifer, and I went, he was helping his mum with the laptop. And then I turned around and walked out. <laughs> I have never seen this. This was eye-opening, because it was the time when, for me, it was like, okay, Lindsay has a the level of care and affection for Dan and his well-being as she does now with... Yeah. You know, yeah. immediate yes. family. Yes. And it was that moment where I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I may have ripped into him and he was extremely apologetic. Oh, and what have you. Because I said to him, I said, all you had to do was say, I can't talk right now. I'm fixing my mom's laptop. And I'd have been like, all right, fine. And that would have been, that would have been men, do, men do not think in the same way as women, though, do they, at all? And until they go through something, <coughs> it gives them a bit more of an eye-opening experience. So John's had to witness what was a, a more stable, emotionally stable person turn into a slightly extreme version um, over the last sort of five, six years. And um, like up until recently, um, after having, funny enough, COVID again and being diagnosed with PTSD himself, yeah. um, that he didn't realise how it can manifest itself in such a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, and it's it's not uncommon for people to develop health anxiety because you shouldn't be having heart palpitations or noticing that you're having them, when you know, as regularly. Um, you shouldn't have the brain fog. Like, you didn't before, yeah. you know, so there's got to be a reason. And very much like you, there's got to be a reason for this. Um, and you notice patterns a lot more and then OCD and things like that start to develop. So my, um, the CBT therapy that I had was like um, a couple of months, six, six months course, I think I did in the end. And it was like, they would show you a cycle of your feelings would then become, you know, behaviors. So so feelings would then become like um, physical things happening in your body, which would then trigger behaviors that would make you search for them. So it even got to the point for me where like, I bought a, a Doppler style um, app on my phone because nobody was explaining what an ectopic heartbeat was to me at that point. Okay. I'd had the, the 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 ECG. They were like, it's absolutely fine, but it was done within 12 seconds. So the health anxiety side of my brain was like, well, that's not long enough. They ain't going to catch anything with 12 seconds, you know, whatever length of time it was. You'd also got a history of costochondritis. <clears throat> uh, yeah, costochondritis. costochondritis yeah, yeah, and intercostal neuralgia, which oh. is lovely. Um, so obviously my brain was like there's something wrong with my heart Um, so that led to health anxiety CBT specifically for that 
And the whole point of it is when you're in that cycle, you need to then know how to like stop yourself from continuing it because thoughts become, you know, physical things in your body become behaviors where you're anxious about something happening, which then triggers it all again because you can't get out of the fight or flight. Um, and it still happens now for me, but on different things. I have a bit of white coat syndrome now, unsurprisingly. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, okay. So um, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to elaborate. Uh, I get very anxious about any type of medi- med- medical um, treating. Yeah. And, and treatment. And treat- oh, okay. I'm like you have you have panic attacks when you go well, we're going to actually we're going to go on to yeah. that actually from yeah from I this. became very very petrified. I unfortunately had an ovarian cyst rupture. Wow. Um, and I wasn't even fussed about the ovarian cyst. I thought I had appendicitis and was mm. just like I'm going to have to have an operation. Oh my god! And that triggered right. everything. Um, you know, and so as crazy as it sounds now, because rational Jenny is speaking, I had a list of paper, a list that I made on paper. One side of it was reasons to support why I have appendicitis. And then <laughs> the other side of the list, because I was sick, John was getting sick and tired of having to give me reassurance. You know, you're going to know about it if you've got appendicitis. You're going to know it's not just one little bit of pain and then that's it, mm. you know. But the um, irrational part of my brain was like, no, 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 this is it. You're going to need to have surgery and blah, blah, blah. So I literally had to sit there and be like, reasons why I've got it, I had a pain. Reasons why I don't have it, the pain disappeared. <laughs> I can do other things. I can run and jump and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it took for me to write that out, okay. to snip that bit in the bud. Yeah, it worked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it worked. She also, she, also, really yeah. she also called me because I'm pretty sure when I was at uni, I had an ovarian yes. cyst burst. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because I, I vividly remember this one time having this extremely painful abdominal pain mm-hmm. that was literally there and then within like a couple of minutes gone so she called me and she's like when you had that thing that you could you don't know for definite was a cyst but could have been a cyst how did your pain feel and I kind of reeled off all the well it felt like someone stuck a knife here and then gutted me from here to here and then did this and she went yeah that's kind of what I was going yeah. through and I was like yeah mine woke me up in the night though was fast yeah. asleep and woke me up so wow. when we went to we, had, we went to hospital to go you know, yeah, get checked yeah. everything out and, and what have you. So, but yeah, so it, it it's it's crazy because it can manifest in so many ways. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's let's move on then to yeah. um, anxiety because of either the healthcare environment or the healthcare practitioner um, or treatment that you're about to undertake. So I, I don't really. I've never had an issue. I think because my mum being a nurse. Yeah. My brother, also a nurse, his wife, a nurse, <laughs> me, a midwife, my dad, hypochondriac, um, <laughs> I, I joke, um, but honestly, I don't think I've ever, I've ever had an issue because I've always felt comfortable in healthcare mm-hmm. settings, um, I've never, that I can think of, I'm sure I've probably been anxious about my own health, but not because of the environment yeah. I'm in or who I'm with. I don't think I've had anxiety right. because of a medical... I've had severe frustration mm. because, like yourself, I am a larger lady. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, chicken, <laughs> <Martin. laughs> um, You pointed to one in particular. I, it's like, and, and, and I apologise for any male listeners that might find this, this bit a bit uncomfortable, but, you know, we lay pretty much everything on the way. I, for several, well, for quite a few years, I've always suffered with really bad periods. Absolutely. Really, really bad periods. Very heavy. They go on for eight days. Very painful. Not fun. No. Then I had the COVID vaccine. And that seemed to make it a lot worse. Okay. Um, And I don't know if it was a reaction to the COVID vaccine or what have you, but my period pains got so much worse where there were days where, like, at the time if I'd been at work, I'd gone to the toilet and I was literally... Uh, on my tiptoes but crouching down holding onto the sink oh, just in that position God. just to deal with the pain it was so bad have um, you been have you been tested for fibroids this is the problem <laughs> i have been to the doctors about this i have tried them because i actually think i have um endometriosis yes okay i'm, pr- right. I'm pretty sure i've read a lot of the symptoms again i have googled i apologize but i've read a lot of symptoms i'm pretty sure i have endometriosis mm. um, i would believe that with your yeah. history to be honest going, yeah, going right. to the doctors <clears throat> guess what is the one thing they suggest to me to try and make it better lose weight right. yeah. it fucks me off something <gasps> wrong yeah, yeah. apologies <laughs> listeners because that wasn't me said it this time I know. that's <laughs> how much it really takes me if it's not me it's Louisa yeah. 
So I, blame, it, I blame you, it Pikachu. Really, it really, yeah. <laughs> it just really, I mean, yes, okay, I'm a bigger lady, but that wouldn't really affect So do you that point. feel, do, what does that do with your mental health in terms of how you see doctors in the future then? Do you I literally avoid going because you know that's they're just gonna turn, they're just gonna. I mean, I've had back issues. I've not gone to the doctor about my back or my knee because I know the first thing they're going to say is lose weight. Yeah, they will. I know. They not, will. They're, they're, not gonna, they're not going to look at what it is. They're just going to make it... That you know, I just feel like I, I need to lose weight, and it just yeah. irritates me. I then saw some stuff online um, about if you go on the pill, it can actually help. Yeah. So I went on the pill. And uh, did it help? I went on the pill for about ten months. Yeah. And then I decided once to come to the end of my prescription on, on the pill mm. that I was going to take a few months off of it because a I wanted to make sure everything kind of came back to normal, uh, just in case you know further down the line I make decisions and, and what have you. Plus, and B, I didn't want to keep sticking artificial hormones in my body and maybe give my body a bit of a break. Sure. Give it a chance. And then if I decide to go back on them, and I could get help being on the pill. It eased the pains. Okay. It didn't reduce the bleeding. So I'm still really, really heavy and still for the same length of time. I'm just not necessarily doubled over. Okay. However, I've also noticed now I'm off the pills that I get moody. I am a bitch. We should do a period podcast. The week before my period, I'm an absolute bitch. My skin breaks out and it's just nuts. So I'm not like, I might just get back on the pills. It's just easier. <laughs> it's just so, so there is easier. a medication because before I had <coughs> my um, endometrial resection, which triggered my menopause early menopause I, I went on I, I went through menopause at 42 um, because of this surgery which then I think also triggered the fibromyalgia absolutely yeah, yeah it would um, I was actually again like you very heavy mm. and I've always had very painful periods until I had children and that sort of yeah. pain but still very heavy and it was getting heavier and heavier and heavier and I was thinking that maybe I'm perimenopausal yeah and I possibly was and but then this operation triggered it full-blown it's full just like yeah yeah i think it might, I may well have gone on a few years longer if i'd not had it anyway um i was put on a tablet called tranexamic acid mm. and it is also been given to one of my kids who has very heavy periods and it really helps to reduce the blood flow mm -hmm. tranexamic acid so yeah i would actually um I would yeah. speak to your GP mm. about okay. it, if nothing else, because because obviously if you if you want to go back on the pill, yeah, you know, go back on the pill, but look at for, for the heavy periods. Yeah, it might be worth having a look. Might at. be worthwhile discussing yeah. if they still do it. Mm. I, I would think they probably do, or they, or they might have something similar but different, a new new brand or what have you, because obviously medicine, excuse me, a bit again changes regularly. Yeah. So, Lou, what about you in healthcare settings? Um, they terrify me. Um, I, I think because of the stuff that's gone on. I understand. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I I end up having severe anxiety attacks whenever I'm in a hospital for any reason, like visiting people and stuff. Right. Um, the obviously not the most recent because that was more the half because mm -hmm. she had really infected, inflamed gallbladder. And you didn't they go in, did you? I couldn't. Oh, you be good because night time. Oh, which COVID. honestly was yes. probably worse. Oh, <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, but no, before that, um, the time before that, it was with my dad, and he was at the Royal Shrewsbury Hospital. They yeah. took really good care of him. I'm yeah. not faulting anything there. Um, but I went to see him, and they were draining fluid off of his lungs at the time. Wow. And I saw him with loads of tubes and stuff, and him looking. <sighs> He had other issues, shall we say, mm -hmm. um, and he was yellow, like okay. completely yellow. Organs failing at that stage then? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah right. Um, And I had a massive panic attack and had to literally go and lock myself in the bathroom, in the ward, to try and stop myself oh. from having a panic attack. Oh. I then went back in, absolutely pale as a ghost, yeah. and my dad was like, I know this is really screwing with you, you need to leave. Like, thank oh. you for coming to see me, but you need to leave. That's very sweet of him to realise. Yeah. And, and, but that must have been um, hard for you to hear yeah. that from your dad as well. It, it wasn't great. No, I imagine it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't great, but... Because yeah, you want to be know. there for your dad, don't you? Yeah. 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 But, but at so the same time, it's kind of freaking like, you out. I, I kind of forced myself to go back the next day and the next day and kind of like, you know, it still affected me in the same way. Yeah. But I kind of, <laughs> wrongly not even rightly or wrongly it was wrongly yeah. i was forcing myself through it and then i was literally sitting in my car 
in the car park having, having that down. reaction yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for about 20 minutes half an hour before mm. I could then drive home wow. safely wow um, so yeah it was oh, yeah that's you. really tough it that wasn't great no, if, if you uh, no, no, really just, just putting this out there if you ever do find yourself in a situation where you need to go to somewhere like that and you need someone and your your other half can't be there for whatever reason you know you just have to reach out for us yeah, yeah. I volunteer we'll, as tribute yeah, we will we will you know <laughs> my goodness. boss is really <laughs> <laughs> my boss is really understanding when it comes to stuff like that so if I can go she's really she really is <laughs> She's an absolute oh, bitch. God. That's exactly what I <laughs> heard. Word for bitch. word, honestly. Yeah. And she's insane. You're not going to believe who said it as well, honestly. <laughs> for those of you who think, wondering what's going on, my sister is my boss. And so. I'm a bitch. <laughs> and I'm crazy. She's, she's lovely. <laughs> and she's lovely and we adore her. Yeah. But yeah, no, you know we're always there for you. So, you know, like, yeah. hopefully yeah. you, will never, you won't find though. yourself in that situation. Yeah. Oh, not but, for a while, hopefully. Yeah. But some people are like, it'll go in just like, I mean, you hear the stories about people going to a dentist. And, and I mean, so much so that some people won't even go to a dentist. Yeah, yeah. They're that frightened. My children, I don't even remember the last time they went to a dentist. And I can't ever remember them being traumatised other than the fact that they refused to brush their teeth when I was telling them to and they had to all have a filling. Yeah. And I, and I just kept thinking, ha, serves you right having to have a filling because you didn't yeah. listen to me about brushing your teeth. But obviously their head was like, I'm not going to a dentist ever again. Yeah, because they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. crazy, isn't it, how like the brain makes those type of correlations yeah. with certain things. Um, it's it's absolutely insane. But but to, to, so so dentists I can kind of understand because I have to say I hate the noise of the drill. Mm-hmm. That that yeah, high pitched noise of the drill. It it's the bumpy one when they're smoothing uh, the surface. Uh, that's what everybody flinched. No, like, everyone runs the vibration in your head. It's horrible. Oh. Yeah, the one good the thing though, gold like with there, the dentist, it? you know that after the space of an hour or so. That's going to be done with for yes, that day. Yes, that's yeah. true. I think when it comes with like health anxiety, especially with like loved ones, you're sat witnessing somebody that you care about going through or possibly going through something, and you not being able to help them. Yes. Um, or it it stems from health anxiety in yourself stems from um, a fear of no longer being somewhere that you really want to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, want to watch my children grow up. Um, you know, and and the fear element of that. Um, and, a, and a control issue, I guess, more than We all like to be anything. in control, let's be honest, we do. There's the, there's the <laughs> fear of the really unknown, though, isn't there? Yeah. Especially, there it's like, yeah. you don't know, and you have to wait it out for people like myself and Rachel, who want answers there and then, waiting something out. It's like, and then a, there's, no, no. And there's people like me, there's people like me and Lou that have gone, if I just put my head under this blanket, it'll go away. Yeah, no, I have to have answers. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's someone else. Unless it's, it's somebody else, they like, what can I do? It's, yeah, it's almost a case of the fight and flight yeah. side of things. It's like, if it's yourself, it's flight. If it's someone else, it's like, no, I'm taking someone down. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. definitely. It's amazing how we all have just completely different <coughs> mindsets and feelings and opinions on it. Listeners, if you have uh, an opinion on it, or if you have an experience you want to share, um, or something that a, a healthcare anxiety, if it's a setting, if it's the kind of practitioner or a procedure, uh, if or your stuff if, is being if, crazy, <laughs> let us know what it is because obviously there's going to be so many people have issues with this. Uh, or know somebody that has and we'd love to hear the varying things and we will actually we'll do another episode and we will mm. go through this again because it's a massive subject i'm going to burp because i've had some fizzy pop <coughs> it'd be interesting to see oh, it in so the sorry. next issue as well like how covid has affected people's mental yes. health in Ooh. terms of health anxiety and we know that it definitely has yeah, absolutely. absolutely but yeah um right okay i'm going to um close it there for now because we've been, I can't believe we've been going for an hour already on this subject. <laughs> so we definitely want to look at this subject again. I think so. Um, so let me just um, say to you, if you have any comments, questions or anything like that, do get in touch with us at Chatting Bear. 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 
nearly all the social media platforms. You can find us on most of those. Um, Facebook is probably the best one um, just because that's where we actually like to tag um, information bits, which we still haven't done from the last recording lot that we yeah. did. Naughty, Ooh, naughty, naughty. We will get on to that, guys, because we said we'll put some stuff on there, so we will. Our distractions and stuff and what have yes. you. Because we got um, distracted. Sorry. We, distracted. <laughs> well, we procrastinated one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Either of the two subjects we covered. They're both valid. <laughs> but I will leave you with this quote. And I, I love this one. This says, it, and if today all you did was hold yourself together, I'm proud of you. Mm. Uh, and we'll leave it there for now, guys. So take care of yourselves and each other. And we will catch you later. Toodles. Toodles. Bye.